Welcome to the Ministry Mindset Podcast. The Ministry Mindset Podcast is designed to help people discover their God-given purpose and to learn to put that purpose into action. Welcome back to the Ministry Mindset Podcast. Glad to have you all here today. I'm back here again. This is Tom Darling, and I'm here with Tony Smith. Hey, how is everybody? Doing great, Tony. Glad you're here. <laughs> Good to be here. Yeah. So this week we wanted to talk a little bit um, about the ministry mindset, of course, and kind of get back into our next step. Last podcast, we talked about the Kazone process and kind of how Kazone works and that whole point of finding your purpose. <clears throat> so this week I wanted to talk a little bit about the personality test. And how personalities work to help us really understand kind of what we're, you know, what we're made of, where we've come from, all those kind of things that make us unique and different from other people. Because the personality that, that you have actually plays a part in the way that we behave and how we behave and from anywhere from how we get up in the morning, what we do with our clothes, how we approach relationships and conflict resolution and how we approach other people, how we approach our work really is tied to our personalities. And uh, one, one thing that's really interesting about personalities, I, I've been teaching personalities now for, gosh, anywhere, almost 20 years. And one of the things that I always get asked from other people are whether or not your personality changes as you get older. And what's really interesting about that concept psychologically is that, you know, different psychologists have different kind of opinions and views on that. But basically what I've seen and from what I've studied, our root personalities pretty much stay the same from the time that we actually start kind of exhibiting them. And the only thing that changes over time is some of our learned behavior, right? So I'll give you an example. When... You know, someone who is an extrovert will always be an extrovert. And someone who's an introvert will always be an introvert. But what's unique about the way that sometimes people get caught up in the idea of personalities changing is if an extrovert spends a lot of time around introverted people, whether that be in the workplace or their family, they learn certain behavioral attributes from their environment, whether that be at work or in their family. An extrovert being exposed to lots of different introverts can over time learn behavior that makes them more introspective or quiet. Whereas an introvert, when they're around lots of extroverts, can also learn how to be more extroverted and speak out more and even be a salesperson like you, Tony, right? That's true. Yeah. But that doesn't change their root personality. Nope. An extrovert will always go home after, you know, whatever job they're working and they'll turn on and they get on the phone or they spend lots of time with other people or they do other things. And an introvert, after a long day of participating in extroverted behavior, will go home and read a book, take a bath, you know, shut everything down and go back into their introspective place. So, and we just picked on that one, one trait of introversion and extroversion is really one of the foundational parts of a personality type. 
But all that to say that personalities don't normally change over time. You, you become more of who you already are, but we do learn behaviors along the way, which makes personalities really, really interesting. Now, here in the Ministry Mindset program, we actually use a revised Myers-Briggs type indicator test called the Paragon Learning Style Inventory. And the Paragon Learning Style Inventory, or the PLSI, is a self-administered survey that provides a very reliable indication of a learning style and cognitive preference. It uses the four Jungian dimensions of introversion, extroversion, intuition and sensation, thinking and feeling, judging and perceiving. And for those of you who have taken a personality test, all of those, all those words represent those letters of those four letters of a personality. The test itself only has 48 questions, whereas the Myers-Briggs has about 140 questions. And one thing that's interesting about personality tests is that when we take a test and we get the results, sometimes we feel like the person evaluating us is magic. It's like, oh my gosh, how did you know that about me? Oh, that's so incredible. But really, we have to keep in mind when, when we have people take an inventory, what they're doing is they're just answering the questions. So they're essentially telling us what their personality is through the questions that they answer. You know, the full Myers-Briggs asks so many questions because they ask a lot of the same questions over and over and over again in a different way, which helps us to be more honest in our answers, which, which makes the test more accurate. Tony. Yeah. Do you remember when you took your first personality test? I sure do. And uh, <laughs> what were some of the interesting things you gathered when you took it? Well, first thing that I realized was I've been an introvert all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and to actually see something that confirmed that made me, I guess I felt a sense of comfort because I think we all struggle with our personalities and either you're introverted or extrovert. I know you said there's a type of personality that can do either or. Sometimes you said you see me doing that. But the reality is it's really nice to know whether you're introverted or extroverted because people try and put you in boxes. They will. They'll say, oh, yeah, you're introverted, but you're not. You're really extroverted. Mm -hmm. So what it did to me is just confirmed some things and really gave me that, that sense of understanding of who I am. What it also did was really open up a whole area of my thought life that I hadn't really thought of before. And that is the other aspects of where I am. I've, I've taken the tests again recently and I've shocked myself, but I'm an INFP and recently I've taken it and I found that I'm more of an IFNJ than I am an INFP because I've, I've learned more about my personality and who I am. And so as I went back and took the questions again, or the tests, I realized that I was more honest and understood who I was through the previous personality tests. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. I, I would, you know, me, I'm sold on this stuff. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's really a, you know, kind of an eye opening thing. I mean, yeah. you know, when you suddenly realize, oh my gosh, okay. So I'm an ENFJ. So to, for the listeners out there who haven't taken a personality test, we talked about, you know, introversion and extroversion. That's the first dimension, which is the I or the E. The second dimension is in intuition or sensation, which is an N or an S. 
Uh, thinking and feeling is the fourth dimension. That's a T or an F. And the last is judging and perceiving or J or a P. So I'm an ENFJ, which is an extrovert, intuitive, feeling, judging. Now, I've given this test to lots and lots of people. And when they see that J, that judging where they get real kind of annoyed by that, because what they think is, well, the judging means I'm a judgmental person. And that doesn't mean that at all. Nope. The judging and perceiving really has to do with the way that a person approaches their environment and people that are J's typically tend to be, you know, hyper organized, more intentional in the way they approach things. Um, a J is somebody when they do laundry, they can't let the laundry stay in the, in the washing machine. They have to actually take it out, put it in the dryer and then they pull it out of the dryer and then they fold it and hang it and put it away. And they're not satisfied until that's done. Right. Some people would call that, uh, you know, maybe being a little type A, whereas a P, a perceiver is the type of person who they do their laundry. It sits in the washer for a little while. They get around to putting it in the dryer and then they may just, you know, leave it in the dryer and grab what they need out of the dryer. And they're OK with it being there. They're less structured and organized in the way that they approach things. And we see that in the way that they live and in behavior. And when somebody figures out what they are, it kind of explains that they're not crazy, right? That's, that's one of the beauties of, of the personality. So as I said, I'm an ENFJ, so I'm extroverted and the N means intuitive. Intuitive people are the type of people that really can see things and feel things and other people in the world around them. So when they see somebody, they can tell when somebody's not doing well, they kind of look below the surface where an S, what you see is what you get. And they base their decisions and their perception on other people based on what they see. So if they see somebody happy and smiling, that's what they get. That's what they take away from that interaction as opposed to, you know, someone who's an N will see somebody happy and smiling, but can tell if if there's something below the surface. Um, the feeling and thinking, feelers are very emotional. They typically pay attention to the emotional side of things. They have a, they make their decisions from their, from their gut, whereas a thinker makes their decisions from their head. And they're very uh, in, intellectual in the way they approach things. And as I talked about the judging and perceiving, the J and the P are two very different things. So as an ENFJ, I'm an extroverted, intuitive person who is emotional, but also very, very structured. And the way that the Paragon Learning Style Inventory labels that personality type is a teacher, someone who brings forth, pays attention to the people around them, very intuitive, helps them to learn and approach things. And I really wish that I had taken this test 25 years ago because I would have made some different choices about my career early on. Uh, now that I look back at it, you know, the, the role that I play now and the things that I do aligned with my purpose makes sense because I understand that my role is to be in some type of educational setting, whether that be in the classroom or in professional development that I do in my job or coaching and mentoring, which we do in the ministry mindset program. So what were you, what were your four letters again? 
INFP or J. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I do want to say for the audience, uh, when some people take this test, they sometimes score 50-50 on some of the letters. And, and of course, the first response they give is, oh, do I have multiple personalities? <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. Yeah, right. And one of the clarifications that we always provide people when they take a personality test is if you, if you score down the middle, and a personality test it's not because you have multiple personalities it simply means that one of those behaviors is really your root personality but the other one is learned behavior and sometimes it's hard to know when we're answering the questions in the personality test which one of those two letters we might be and we won't know really what letter we're going to get until after that we score the test but sometimes we answer questions based on our behavior at work or the behavior we're expected to do, you know, based on whatever that question asks us. And so we always encourage people when they take the test to try to be really, really honest with themselves and kind of answer the questions from the perspective. If you were you at home and you had the life that you could build around you, how would you answer that question? Uh, one of the questions on the test, I think, uh, says when you get something new or you start a project, do you read the instructions or do you just start putting it together? <laughs> and it's interesting because some people will say, well, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I'd like to just put it together because I kind of know, but I know you're supposed to read the instructions. So, you know, I go and read the instructions. So how am I going to answer that question? I think I'm going to answer that question. Oh, I read the instructions because that's the right way to do things. But the truth is, and so when somebody, you know, asked me, I don't know how to answer this question, Tom, you don't know how to answer the question. You've already kind of answered the question, right? We don't want people to pick the answer that they think is the right answer. We want people to be honest about what, what do you do? Regardless of how you answer the question on a personality test, the bottom line is the next time you buy something or get something, you're going to pull it out of the box and put it together. <laughs> and, you're going to fr and you're going to frustrate whoever is around you because you're not reading the instructions, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, as a J, I always read the instructions, even though I'm the type of guy that doesn't need, need instructions. Because I'm a J, I'm forced to look at the instruction manual every time because, and I'm not a thinker, I'm a feeler. So, Thinkers who are J's definitely read the instructions and they criticize anybody else who doesn't, doesn't read the instructions. So it's, it's all really, really interesting. So what were your, your, tell me your four letters one more time. We kind of went on a rabbit trail. Now. Uh, when I, when I first did the personality test, it was an INFP and I took it again here recently. I came up a strong INFJ. Okay. So the INFP is the healer personality type. Someone who's introverted, uh, very intuitive, and a feeler and a perceiver. And, you know, healer, healer personality types are very, very passionately deep people, easily impacted by other people in the world around them. And, you know, they're very, very quiet, introspective people and can be also invisible people True. in the world around them. So an INFJ is the counselor personality type. And the only difference between those two is the P and the J. So, yep. so an INFP, uh, you know, a very optimistic, um, deeply caring individual, 
uh, able to offer healing to people around them. That's just kind of how that personality works out in the workplace and the surroundings. And <laughs> INFJ is different because the J um, indicates a more structured approach and a more orderly approach. And the way that that personality plays out is in the counselor personality. So talk a little bit about how you've seen those four letters work for you just in the way that you re relate with other people. Uh, I think for me, in my personality type, first of all, is knowing that I do feel things much deeper than anybody else. In fact, my personality type is one that is not really that seen in the mail. In fact, most people that would meet me for the first time would say, well, that guy, you know, he doesn't really kind of, you know, he's a little it was a polite word by saying uh, he's kind of like a wuss. But the reality is, is that uh, there's a lot of men that don't have that ability to feel that deep emotion, whereas I do. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, it's a, uh, a blessing and a curse. A blessing in a sense is that I can read people pretty easy. I know what they're going through, what they're feeling. And, you know... Fortunately, in our ministry that we have right now is finding out where people are spiritually to help them. And that's really a, a great asset for me. The other problem with that is that when you feel the way that I do, sometimes it's hard to walk away from that. You still have those feelings after you've talked to that person. You actually become their those feelings actually become a part of you and it mm -hmm. takes a really a, a really a mental you, mentally you have to get yourself in a position where you say that's not me that was i was talking to that person right. i'm not really feeling that so that's part of what i see in my personality trait interesting yeah the counselor personality type one of the things that happens in the counselor is when they spend time with other people, they kind of take on their pain or their struggle. Yeah. Uh, people, people, when people spend time with a counselor personality type, they, they walk away feeling really, really good and kind of freed from whatever their burden was. But oftentimes that personality kind of takes on that burden for themselves and kind of flood, you know, kind of flushes through it for the next couple of days. And it can be very painful. Yeah. And it's, um, Really, really, really interesting the way the introverted, intuitive feeler who's, you know, very serious in the way that they approach things that that's one of the other ways that J and P is kind of looked at. The J's are super serious mm -hmm. and the P's are a little more carefree yep. in their approach. And a J with those first three letters takes the time that they spend with other people very, very seriously and everything that they say the way they relate, they take it very, very seriously. And that's, I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yep. You can walk away with, with that burden, but it makes it interesting to think it's like, okay, so if, if I'm an INFJ and I, I'm a counselor person and I know that I internalize things and I'm very deep, I'm a very deep thinker, um, have many, many layers to my, to, to my personality and the things that I do and I help people what might be the best job for Tony Smith to be doing in order to be able to fully engage your personality type? 
Right. The big million dollar question. Right. Especially, I think a lot of INFPs and IFNJs struggle with that. Right. But uh, I think one of the nice things that you were, you you shared with me uh, since uh, meeting you, seeing that there are career fields that are actually out there that can help us. One of them actually is in the realm of counseling mm -hmm. or some type of uh, medical profession. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them go into uh, things such as arts and mm -hmm. music. You know, that's a type of uh, study that uh, I think a lot of INFPs and Js are really good towards. Mm -hmm. And you are an artist. I am. Yeah. And Tony is an amazing painter, by the way. For those of you who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yeah, no, but, and it's interesting because, Tony, you've spent a lot of your life in sales. I have. Which is very, very interesting considering your personality type. There's the oxymoron that we talk <laughs> about, right? If, you, if I'm so introverted, why am I so extroverted? Right. And I think really what it comes down to is what you said at the very beginning of the podcast is we learn behavior. Mm -hmm. And in my introvertedness, I had to become extroverted because of my uh, position I was in life. I was a single income parent. Uh, there was no way that my ex-wife at the time could work because of her, what she was going through. So I had to find what would be the best way to make money. And uh, obviously sales commission sales would be the best way. So I had to learn how to become an extrovert. Right. So when you'd come home after work though, what were you, what were you like when you came home? Oh, it was horrible. I just completely withdrew from everyone and everything because I was so exhausted, gave everything I could to that job. I needed time to you know, restore at the time. I wish, like you said, man, I wish I would have known this stuff when I was young because it would have solved so many other problems in my life. But my wife didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. So what happens, especially in a relationship where people don't understand being married to an introvert, that they need time to refresh and restore themselves. That's, that's really good. Yeah. And so often what happens, right, is that introverts and extroverts end up together. Yep, they do. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the extrovert ends up kind of running the show, running the social life of the couple or the, you know, the family and expecting the introvert, to, you know, just to come along and to play a part. And yep. and that doesn't always work really well. It, it works really good until the introvert doesn't want to do that. <laughs> right. so I don't want to go see those people. Right. I don't want to go to that show. Now, and consequently, when you have two extroverts together, that's a whole other ball of wax, boy. Oh, my Lord. Because oftentimes what ends up happening is the two extroverts in a couple end up competing with each other for attention or, you know, further and. And they end up being so socially engaged that they very rarely get any downtime huh. as opposed to two introverts together, which I've seen as well, yeah. where they, you know, they live a really quiet, demure kind of relationship and they never fight <laughs> until all of a sudden one day one walks in and throws divorce papers on the, <laughs> on the table, right? Because because they don't communicate as like, you know, so it's, it's interesting Probably one of the most fascinating dimensions of the personality 
types are the just the introvert and the extroversion yeah. piece because when we understand what we are it helps us to know how to gauge that so i'm married to a hyper introvert <laughs> and i'm i'm married to an isfj um so she's introverted i'm extroverted i'm an intuitive she's a sensate or you know so she judges what's going on based on what she can see but she relies on me for the for the more intuitive. Now she's very intuitive as well, but but as as an intuitive, I I pick up on you know things. I can see things that are happening with other people sometimes that, that aren't as noticeable to to someone who's an S. Right. Uh, but we're both FJs, so we're both feelers and we're both judges. So, you know, there's no question about whether or not the chores are going to get done in our house. Question is who's going to get them done first? <laughs> so that's true. I've seen that. Uh, yeah, um, and and because we're both feelers, we're both emotional people, and so it's not we don't hurt each other's feelings very much because we both we're both logical in the sense of because we're J's, we we get our logic from our Jness, but we can deep dive in with other people, and you know when we're at church, you know when we're watching a movie, whatever that is, we, we don't overanalyze. If we were, if we were thinkers, we would overanalyze things. And there's nothing wrong with being a thinker, by the way. True. Um, I, I, I depend at work on people that are thinkers because they, you know, they really look at the analytical side of things versus the emotional side of things, which is incredibly helpful. But you can see in a relationship, if you've got a T and an F, there's going to be some struggles right <laughs> and, if, and if you have two t's sometimes they can't make a decision they they end up driving that old car way too long because you know it's just not logical to get rid of it yet or if you have two introverts you'll never see them at church <laughs> or any social function right where are the joneses we haven't right. seen them in 10 years right when I tell my wife I'm going to run in real quick to pick something up or something like that, and she's going to sit in the car, um, <laughs> it's not going to be quick. No, it's not. Because because I don't have an invisible cloak. My wife does. My wife can literally come out of the sanctuary at church and sit on a bench, and nobody knows she's there. I, yep. you know, and and we're a we're a very visible couple, but. She can literally be invisible. I've tried to be invisible and I cannot make myself be invisible. <laughs> but being married to an introvert, I've, de I've learned a lot about solitude and I've learned to appreciate taking time away, being quiet, not, not talking and sucking up all the oxygen in the room all the time. The, the beauty of, of knowing your personality type, as, a, as both of us have said on this podcast, you know, if I knew mine and Tony had known his, if we'd have known our personalities much earlier in life, we could have made different choices about where we spent our time. So true. And also think about it this way. If couples did this when yes. they were first married or the premarital counseling, they may never even have gotten married. That, that's true. Simply because of their personality types. But now that people are um, been married anywhere from year to 20 years, you can still find out what your personality uh, type is and learn how to know what e each other's triggers are. Right. You know, if you got, if you're married to an introvert, you need to learn how to let them be themselves, be by themselves for however long they need to where they can get their energy back and once again, engage with you and with the rest of the public. 
That is so good. That is so good. And if if you're married to somebody who doesn't hang all their clothes up in the closet based on <laughs> color coded hangers and based on the season or short sleeve or long sleeve, that's correct. And they stage their clothes on the floor for the week. It doesn't mean they're lazy, right? I mean, so oftentimes that that happens. That's true. We, oh, I'm married. You know, the person I'm with is the laziest person. That person's so lazy. Well, they may not be lazy. They just might be a pee, right? Yeah. You exactly know, they, right. they they may not be taking things seriously, not because they're disengaged, but because they're a pee. Or somebody may not have recognized that someone was acting a little strange because they're disinterested. It might be because they're an S instead of an N. Right. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of finding out these things mm-hmm. helps us to better understand ourselves and in turn understand everybody else around us. Yep. And as it relates to the ministry mindset, when we know what our personalities are, it better helps us to kind of look at our purpose statement that we talked about last time and then kind of get an idea of how we're built and maybe instead of letting other people try to put a square peg in a round hole like we talked about last time is recognize if if you're an extrovert and you're a judger or you're an intuitive you know if someone like me needs to be in a, in in a in a position or an act of service where they're teaching and coaching and doing other things yep. if someone's an inspector personality type for instance the inspector is an ISTJ you know, they pay attention to every little minute detail. They can see when things are out of whack. They're very analytical, but we're never going to ask them to stand up in front of a group and, and lead a prayer group or, or lead a team. Hmm. We're going to have them administrate those details because they're the ones that they're the ones that keep us all out of jail. Right. <laughs> so, and they so will. better understanding our personality type really helps us to, to make some really wise choices about where we spend our time. And part of what we're really committed to um, in the Ministry Mindset Program, when we mentor and coach people to find their place, is once they understand their purpose and look at their personality type, it starts to kind of remove a lot of unnecessary things that we don't need to be spending time doing and really focusing on those things that, that really kind of fit who we are. Beautiful. Yeah. Well said. So anything else you want to add, Tony, before we wrap this up? Uh, I would say you guys got to get the book. (laughs) Read the Ministry Mindset, which Tom had. It's been a year now, hasn't it? Yeah, it came out in January. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about it, what it's going to do is show you exactly the best way to go about getting yourself involved in what God wants you to do. And this personality test is just one, just one part of it but once you understand who you are you understand wow now that's why it's so easy for me to talk to people you know about evangelism about the gospel it's because you have that extroverted personality right where other people well i just don't feel like i can really talk to people well you're probably introverted you probably be great counseling or praying for them Right. Or, or even doing any of the 50 different administrative tasks that we could be doing at church exactly or, right. or anywhere else. Right. Yep. Oh, that's so good, Tony. So, yes, uh, Tony mentioned the book, The Ministry Mindset. It's on Amazon. Grab one of those. What we're going to be talking about next time is we're going to be talking about strengths. Another approach to understanding 
how we're kind of built is understanding where we're strong. And when we focus on those areas where our strengths are, it really helps us to really move the ball down the field. So glad to have you all here. So thank you again, Tony, for being with me. Oh, man. Love talking with you. This is fun. Yeah. And uh, we will see you all again, and you'll hear us on the Ministry (laughs) Mindset Podcast. So have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. See you all soon.